teaching ministry of Pastor Taiwo Odukoya, the senior pastor of the Founding of Life Church. It is our prayer that the message you're about to hear will no doubt shapen your destiny in Christ. Be blessed as you listen. Father, thank you for your word. Thank you for this fellowship, which is of course an assembly of your saints together with your spirit, together with your son Jesus, together with the blood of Jesus, together with innumerable company of angels. We worship you. Take all the glory in Jesus' name. Okay, I'm still talking on the anointing in the spirit of recovering all. I'll bring it to rest on our horn. And we'll talk of our horn that's used in the Old Testament. When you have my horn, my horn, or the horn of something, is is an an evil heed, I mean idiom that means my strength, my source, my power. You know. So you hear them say, Let the horn of my salvation be exalted. Say, Blessed be God, and let the horn of my salvation be exalted. That is, let him be glorified in this situation. Let him be glorified in my life. That's my source. And who is the source? Who is the author and finisher of your faith? So they use it that way, but just to whet your appetite. So I open the scripture again, it's Isaiah chapter 10, verse. I'll say from verse 26. Isaiah chapter 10. I'll read from verse 26. I'll read through to chapter 11, verse 4. The Lord Almighty will lash them with a whip. And when he struck down Midian at the rock of Oreb, and he will raise his staff over the waters as he did in Egypt. In that day, their burden will be lifted from your shoulders and their yoke from your neck. And the yoke will be broken or destroyed because of the anointing. But this verse says, because you have grown fat. That is, the yoke cannot hold you anymore. I'll jump and go to verse 33. See, the Lord, the Lord Almighty, will lop off the bows with great power. The lofty trees will be felled. The tall ones will be brought low. He will cut down the forest tickets with an axe. Lebanon will fall before the mighty one. All right. Chapter 11. A shoot will come up from the stump of Jesse and from his roots. A branch will be a fruit. The spirit of the Lord will rest on him. The spirit of wisdom and of understanding. The spirit of counsel and of power. The spirit of knowledge and of the fear of the Lord. And he will delight in the fear of the Lord. He will not judge by what he sees with the eyes or decide by what he hears with the ears. But with righteousness, he will judge the needy. 
and with justice he will give decisions for the poor of the earth. He will strike the earth with the rod of his mouth and with the breath of his lips he will slay the wicked. If we go further, then you see righteousness will be his belt and faithfulness the sash around his waist. Then the wolf will live with the lamb. They will lie together. Glory be to God in the highest. I read that far to let you know that this is a continuous description of God's methodology on earth. From last week, if you remember, we were looking at this story and we, get, we got into the context of it as it were. And I tried to make you understand from the Bible that this was a time, a chastising time for the people of God, as it were. Um, and what happened was the kingdom of the north, Samaria, was misbehaving. The kingdom of the south, Judah, was not. And God would chastise them. And so he brought the Assyrians to chastise them. And by the time the Assyrians were through with that, they thought it was their own strength. So they thought they would now march on Judah, which of course was a smaller nation. If you remember, the kingdom of the north had 10 tribes. Usually, the majority are always on the other side. That's why you hear there's a narrow way, there's a large way. You know. And the kingdom of the south, two tribes. So I haven't captured and decimated the north. It just thought, let me just run over this one. And that was where I made a mistake. Remember I showed you, let's back up to chapter 10, the chapter before. Uh, we just quickly remind you something. Look at verse 5 of 10. Now he was beginning to get angry with Assyria. So he said this in verse 5. He says, Woe to the Assyrians, the rod of my anger. In whose hand is the club of my rod? So God put the club of his rod in their hand. He made them the rod of his anger with which he will whip his people. God made them that. Uh, I send him against a godless nation. I dispatch him against the people who anger me. To seize loot and snatch plunder and to trample them down like mud in the streets. But this is not what he, Assyria, intends. God had um, I mean, a, a reason. But Assyria was now getting kind of too much into himself and was defining his own method and his own reason. This, and this is not what he intends, verse 7. This is not what he has in mind. His purpose is to destroy. And not my commanders or kings, he says, has not Kano fed like Kahemish, is not Hamath like Apad and Samaria like Damascus. As my hand sees the kingdom of the idols, Kingdoms whose images excel those of Jerusalem and Samaria. So, what's Jerusalem? Shall I not deal with Jerusalem and her images as I dealt with Samaria and her idols? Not knowing that God was just using him. Verse 12. When the Lord has finished all his works against Mount Zion and Jerusalem, he will say, I will punish the king of Assyria for the willful pride of his heart 
And the author looks in his eyes, for he says, by the strength of my hand, I have done this. So God heard. And by my wisdom, because I have understanding, I remove boundaries of nations. It's like, you see, he was boasting. I plundered their treasures. Like a mighty one, I subdued their kings. As one reaches into a nest, so my hand reached for the wealth of the nation. Oh, yeah? But what if you realize that when God wants to use you, he opens the wealth of nations to you? Cyrus, when we use Cyrus, he says, I will, I will lose for you the armors of kings. The hidden riches of secret places. He didn't know. He thought it was his power. Like a mighty one, I subdue kings. Verse 14. As one reaches into a nest, so my hand reached for the wealth of the nations. As men gather abandoned eggs, so I gathered all their countries. Not one flapped a wing or opened his mouth to chop. Now 15. Does the axe raise itself above him who swings it? Can you imagine the boastfulness of a creature? Does the axe itself raise itself above him who swings it? Or the saw boast against him who uses it? If a rod were to wield him, who lifts it up? Or a claw brandish him who is not wood? Therefore, the Lord, the Lord Almighty, will send a wasting disease upon his sturdy warriors. Those that he was boasting of, I will decimate them. Now, why am I going to all this? And I've said that by the time you now get to verse 20, you now say, in the day of the remnant of Israel, the survivors of the house of Jacob will no longer rely on him who struck them down. But we truly rely on the Lord. The purpose of the chastisement is to bring them back to God. 26. The Lord Almighty will lash them with a whip. And when he struck down Midian, you know, then 27. In that day, the burden shall be lifted. One version says, The burden of the king of Assyria shall be lifted. The yoke of the king of Assyria shall be destroyed. Somebody shall praise the Lord. Why do I go into all this to let you just fit you in quickly? That one thing that you will never forget is that God controls everything. And he knows how to stop the devil. And God's only remedy for evil's mischief and evil's wickedness is the anointing. Get it right. And if you observe, I read beyond that place, I read into 11. Now, what, why do I into level? Because by 11, he said, ah, he said, now, there will come up from the stump of Jesse. Now, look like everything has been cut down, but that stump will produce. That root will bring forth a branch. And watch, the Holy Spirit will be upon that branch. I will anoint it. And when God anoints one or a creature, it's for judgment and deliverance. On earth. Somebody shall praise the Lord. Somebody shout hallelujah. Your hallelujah is too weak. Amen. 
quickly to remind you that in the scrolls that contain the book of Isaiah or the Old Testament or even the New Testament as in those days, there were no chapters and there were no verses. So you just read from 10 into 11 and continue that way. Praise the Lord. Aha. Uh-huh. So look at it now. He was prophesying to a nation under siege, in slavery, in bondage, under the king of Assyria. Though he allowed that to happen because he had to bring them back to order, he was prophesying to them that, look, your troubles are coming to an end. And how? The anointed. And that came to pass. But then he was prophesying about the coming of the Lord Jesus Christ. That will, through his anointing, redeem humanity permanently. I say praise the Lord. So you can see that God was prophesying as it were and was prophesying things to come. Jesus will be born. Jesus will die. Jesus will resurrect. Jesus will anoint send down the Holy Ghost and Acts 10, 38 will be fulfilled to our eyes and you see the disciples walking in that anointing after he has ascended. Come on. And then even went beyond that. He went as far as his ascension and then the church age even went until his coming again when the sheep and the lion will lie together. This prophecy is full. Praise the Lord. Alright. So, so you can see the pattern of God. Let me establish quickly. The devil will always try. I was thinking about it and I was meditating yesterday and it dawned on me that here on earth the way God has made the system is such that everything is subject to decay. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. You say, really? Of course. Everything created will get to a peak and diminish and vanish. Everything, including man. And that's why you shouldn't waste too much of your life pursuing the things that are only meant for this area. Knowing fully well that you will live throughout eternity. You will. Let me say it again. You will. You say, what if I'm not born again? You still will. Have you ever heard that they born for a thousand, one finger born for a thousand years in here? They will. The soul of man is indestructible. So we shall praise the Lord. Hallelujah. I say hallelujah. Praise the Lord. So everything here is subject to decay. That's why you hear that of man. It we say that look, though our outward man perishes, our inward man what is daily being renewed. So though this system keeps on waning and waning and waning until you will the berries and throw it away. But there is one on the inside that is getting stronger and stronger and stronger still. He doesn't win. He gets back. You know what happens at death for old age? You are too strong on the inside for the outside to hold. The outside cannot contain the inside anymore. So, you shelve it and take on a better body. I'm not joking. So that the excellency of the power might be of God. Everyone sitting by you is a treasure. It's a treasure house in the kingdom. And that's what I'm appealing to right now. I'm too glad you're a Christian. Glory be to God in the highest. So, see, this is a graph. You didn't exist. You conceived. Then you were born on this face. Then you begin to grow. Ah, 
Then the body, you are at your peak. Wow! Such a beautiful woman. Such a bow. Ah, biceps from biceps of men. Then you'll be looking at your children. Then your grandchildren. Then they'll say, Baba. Every man or woman. Don't let anything in life become your God. Yes, I beg you. Yes, Lord Jesus. Not your husband, not your wife. Not even your children. Not your good looks. Not your wealth. Not your position. Not your fame. Nothing. Everything we, everything we finish. But the part of it we don't finish is the spirit. So, and because of that, you know what the devil does? He takes advantage of the fact that everything gra- gravitates towards decay. And what does he do? He orchestrates things around you that will facilitate the quick decay. He knows that everything is tending to an end. But when you are born again, your inside begins to hurt. And the coin the name. When he gets there, I'll climb the next step and, and continue. But then, many people are not aware of this. He used there to scare them. So what does he do? He takes advantage of this very principle of the natural tendency towards decay. He looks at when you are hungry. He looks at when you are looking for sex. He looks at when you are looking for fame. He looks at when you are looking for wealth. He looks at whatever. Then he orchestrates situations to trap you and bring you down. To get you away quicker. It's a lie from the peace of hell. Because that's why the Bible says the thief comes not, but to steal, to kill, and to destroy. Is somebody hearing me? Is somebody hearing me? Praise God. So, he, ah, this is my beloved son, whom I'm well pleased. He knew. But he had been fasting for 40 days and 14 hours. Come on, naturally, he was hungry and thirsty. Come on. If you are the one who. And he had the power to command food. He said, if you are the son, convert stones to bread. It's not the issue of converting stones to bread. He could do more than that. But at whose instance? Who is wielding authority on earth? Who is giving the word? He said, never. He said, man shall not live by bread alone. I may be hungry. I will not live by bread. But by every word, and more, no, praise God. So you see what the devil does? He's full of mischief. He's part as the wicked, evil, devil. But then, the story just doesn't stop there. God has an answer for the mischief of the devil. What is it? The Holy Spirit. Here on earth is the Holy Ghost, though. 
Pastor, where is Jesus? Uh-uh. He is the one that baptizes with the Holy Ghost. Follow me. For every lie and mischief of the devil, stealing, killing, destruction, there is an antidote, there is an answer. What is it? The Holy Spirit. How? In the anointing. That's why the anointing does what? Destroys. Come on, First John 3, 18. He that committed sin is of the devil. That's what he's always done from the beginning. But for this purpose, the Son of Man was made manifest. That he might do what? Destroy. Everybody say destroy. I can't hear you. I can't hear you. I can't hear you. Destroy what? The works of the devil stealing, killing, and destroying you and yours. Praise God. I say the anointing destroys. Hallelujah. The devil doesn't like me saying that. Since I started preaching it, he has confronted me several times. I'm not joking. Then I know I'm saying that I'm doing the right thing. Say the anointing destroys. Say, I say, say it. It destroys the yoke of oppression. The yoke of slavery. The yoke of bondage. Uh-uh, the anointing does what? Destroys in the name of Jesus. Glory be to God in the highest. I say glory be to God in the highest. Now, how can said that? Now, why Judah? Because he promised David, you never lack a son on your throne. And then Solomon came. When Solomon was going, there was a division of the kingdom. So because of David, because of the anointing, because of the covenant, which, is, which carries the anointing, he said, no, I won't, I won't shut my eyes. This is devil take all. So you see what the anointing does? He, <laughs> Let, let's just quickly look at David. Psalm 89, quickly, verse 20, New King James. Yes, I have found my servant David, and with my holy oil, I have anointed. What have I done? Anointed. What have I done? Anointed. So even after him, he, still, he was still coming on the basis of the anointing. It's a covenant thing. To save a remnant. Okay. With whom my hand shall be established. Can you see what the anointing does? It will keep God's strength and God's methodology, God's, God's ability, God's creativity, God's everything God, everything that is God. He said, we take off what is mine and keep it and show it to you. That's what the Holy Ghost does when he comes. Beyond the ability, he will take and everything God has, the Father has, is mine. Jesus said, so when go, he will take everything that I have. Everything. Everything. He said, my hand is established with him. And then, my arm will strengthen him. When the devil thinks he's got the best of you, that's when the devil is in for a bad time. Someone said, the anointing destroys the yoke. Shout it. Yes. He said, the enemy shall not outwit him. The enemy will not put you under. Oh, never. He won't play you like a boy. Never. In the name of Jesus, not the son of wickedness afflicts him. One place he says, not the son of wickedness humiliate him. You, can ne- you will never be humiliated. In the name of Jesus. Why? By reason of the anointing. Hallelujah. What, the, what king 
Jacob Asiah was sent to do was to humiliate the household of God, the house of David, Judah. God said, no, you're going beyond your ability. I will beat down his foes before his face. I will plague. Anyone that thought they've got you where they wanted you this morning, by virtue of what you are learning, supernaturally, they are plagued. Except if you are not the anointed of the Lord. Ah, feel the fire. Did you hear me? I said again. I said, except if you are not the anointed of the Lord. Supernaturally, they are plagued. Now, I'm not saying what you did or what you don't do. You are what? The anointed. Wait, wait, wait. Take, take. In the name of Jesus. You are the anointed of the Lord. Wasn't this Solomon that prayed? That pray? Say, God, fulfill your promise now. In the education of the temple. But by the time he was living, the house was divided. Because he veered off, he made some mistakes, although he came back, I bet it was. So you see what the anointing does? Give me more, give me more. He said, I, I'll pray them that hit him. He said, Bet my faithfulness and my mercy shall be what? With him. He's not taking that at all. He's not being kindness, follows you everywhere you go. So he, so he can appreciate goodness and message shall follow me all the days of my life, 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 all the days of my life. Goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. Goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. All the days of my life. Goodness and mercy shall follow me. If nobody tells you, know who you are. I wonder who was preaching to David. See what God was saying about him. And in my name, I like this. God says in my name, his horn, his dignity, his power, his authority, his righteousness, his standing. Oh my God, shall be exalted. You scarcely find the anointing walking on someone's behalf and they are not get continuously being promoted. They keep on getting bigger and bigger. So what happens? The path of the righteous has a shining light. And it shines what? Brighter. And what? Brighter. And what? Brighter. And what? Brighter. Unto a perfect ending. There's no fear of I may not get there. For where? Are you the anointed of the Lord? Yes. That's it. That's it. God has an answer to every mischief of the devil. All he thinks is how to destroy. You don't need to commit any offense. Just be fine. And if you come serious, he wants to cut you down. But God has an answer. And what's the answer? The anointing of the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. Glory be to God in the highest. Turn to Psalm 92 quickly. From verse 10. I like the way it starts. It's good to give thanks to the Lord. When you know, you're only full of thanks. Ah. <laughs> For he has looked with mercy on my lowliness. And his name will be forever exalted. For the mighty God has done great things for me. And his mercy will be from age to age. Why? He said, because he has lifted my horn. He has made my mouth larger than my enemies. He has plundered those who have. That was the song of Anna. He said, you know what God has done for me? He has exalted my heart. 
He has removed my shame and has put honor. Say now the world will call me blessed. Can you see what I'm saying? Bet my horn you have exalted like a wild ox. Why? I have been anointed. When you are anointed, your horn will be exalted. So, what does the anointing do? It stops the devil in his tracks. He plagues the one that hits you. He beats down your foot before your eyes. Is somebody hearing me? Glory to God. And his hand is established with you. His arm strengthens you. He strengthens and establishes your going. And then he lifts up your horn. It's like a wild ox. I'm unstoppable. Why? I am anointed. This is David talking. 11. My eyes, see the next thing. My eyes have seen my desire. My, every time he anoints you, he emp- that means he empowers you. Hello? He strengthens you. He makes the works of the devil and the oppression impossible in your life. Because if you read that 10, Isaiah 10, 27 properly, he says, why? Because the more they afflict me, the bigger I become. I'm not joking. It's the pattern. I beg you see in the name of Jesus. The more they appreciate Jesus, the more he works towards his glorification. Can't you see? The more the brethren, the patriarchs hated Joseph and they, they dealt with him, the more he got bigger. Can't you see? He got into Egypt. They trouble. They throw him for me. He got bigger. Until he became very big. What about Isaac? The more he was afflicted, the more he was getting big and continued to be big until he became very big. That even the Philistines envied him. The king feared him. Hey, I'm talking to the anointed of the Lord in this house. If I say, I'm looking for somebody. I'm looking for somebody here. I say, I'm looking for somebody here. I'm looking for somebody that will say, Yeah, that's me. The name of Jesus. You may be seated. Time will not permit me. Read, read, read. But study the precious translation. We see all these things in Ephesians chapter one. The Bible says, "Blessed be God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has what blessed us with what." every conceivable blessing in the heavenly realm. Where? In Christ Jesus. Christ is not his son. I hope you know that. That means that I have all these blessings in the anointed one and this anointing. It is as, as I see myself in the anointing of the Lord Jesus that I walk in the authority of all these blessings. Look at Ephesians chapter 3. 13. 2. Ephesians 2. Ephesians 2. But now, where? <laughs> Why will you say in Christ Jesus? In the anointed, in the Messiah. In the anointed one and his anointing. Now that you are in him. You who are once far off have been brought near by the blood. That's why you are in him. Give me more, 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 more. For he himself is our peace who has made both one and has broken down the middle wall of separation. Go to 13 again, Amplified Bible, then maybe I'll go to Passion. 
But now, at this very moment, I like that. In Christ, okay, he tries. In Christ Jesus, you who once were so very far away from God have been brought there by the blood of Christ. One will say, by the blood of the anointed one. And, all, and then, give me TP. Let me see TP. Passion translation. Yes. Look at you now. Let me pause. Look at you now. Because the problem is that you don't know who you are. Look at you at this moment. Look at you now. If you're born again. Look at you now. Everything is what? Alright. Although you are once distant and far away from God, now you have been brought delightfully close to him through the sacred blood of Jesus. You have actually been what? You have been united. You have been united to the anointed. You have been united to the anointed one and the anointed. That's who you are. Look at 2 Corinthians 5.21. No King James. For he made him who knew no sin. For he made him who knew no sin. To be sin for us. Wait, wait, wait. He knew no sin. He made him to be sin for Tyro. Why? That we might become the righteousness of God in him. That Tyro right now, at this moment, has become the righteousness of God, just like Jesus is righteous before God. How? Where? In him. It's only in Christ. Colossians 2.10 says, I am complete. Where? In Christ. Every, fall, every falling short or every inadequacy about my life, once I remember and I step into him as I am in him, if I am consciously now walking in the truth of who I am in him, they are diminished. Oh yes. Everything that allows the mischief of the devil to get to me are down and I'm empowered in him and that's why the Christian life that we live is an in Christ life in him life in womb life you are everything that Jesus was on earth and everything that God will want a man to be on earth even you sitting here right now in him it's only through the anointing I feel the fire. That you can be all that he wants you to be. You know what the Bible says? Paul was talking to them. Say, according to what your poets have written, it is in him I live, I move, and I have my being. Acts 17, 28. You see that run through the Bible until you begin to understand the Christ in him, your own scripture. The devil will keep on taking advantage of you. It's not sufficient to understand it. You start to live in it. You are saying, I live in the anointing. I walk by the anointing. I'm complete in the anointing. I'm blessed totally in the anointing. I'm healed in the anointing. Ah, sustained in the spirit, I'm free. There is no chain on me. Jesus already gave me the key. Staying in the spirit. Ah, if the same spirit. That's, see, this thing about the anointing. You are his body here on earth. You are his arm and his leg extended. He's the head. We are the body. Can this head be one thing and this body is another thing? No. That is the reality of what we have now. He's our head. We are his body. The oil that runs on the head of Aaron runs throughout his whole body. Come on. You can do all that he did and he wants you to do. 
only through the anointing. I see the trouble in your home running. I see the fears and the worries of decades disappearing in the name of Jesus. Because the anointing destroys the yoke. It destroys every enslavement, every bondage, every oppression, every humiliation. The anointing destroys it. It makes you the bold one that he has made you. Because the righteous as bold as a lion. He gives the courage you need. And remember, every time you remember the anointing, your horn has been exalted. Him man can do all he wants. The more he puts the fire on, the more Mordecai is getting promoted. Shut up. The more they say, kill all the sons of the Hebrew in Egypt, the more they were exploding. How does it work? The more they afflict you, the bigger you become that the affliction cannot hold you anymore. Shall we rise? We are blessed. Mm, I am blessed. I am blessed. Every day of my life. Because I'm blessed completely in Him. In the morning, and I lay my head to rest. I am blessed. I am blessed. Father, we give you praise, we give you honor, take all the glory. No one can teach except by the unction within. And you say the unction which you have received is in you. And I know that something is happening today. Father, take all the glory. We can see the fruits already. We can see your children coming out boldly. Not being intimidated by the devil anymore. We say take all the glory. In Jesus name we pray. We know that you have been tremendously blessed by this message. For additional information and materials from Pastor Taiwo Odukoya, please contact us at the Founding of Life Church, 12 Industrial Estate Road by PZ Industries of Town Planning Way in Lupeju, Lagos. P.O. Box 698, Shemolu, Lagos. Visit our website at www.tfolc.org. Thank you and God bless you. Thank you.